Vav Tammuz Tafshin Ayin Chet. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
great Aaron Razel. Off of uh, the live album of Yonatan Razel in performance in Chichal HaTarbut in Tel Aviv. That's a recent release, but the song ain't no recent release. Been around for a few years. It is pretty recent, but it is it, it's as if already it has the the title of a Jewish traditional classic. Welcome one and all. Welcome into the Israel show to this week's edition. We're here live each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. That sort of comes to 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Israel Time. We hope we're lis- you're listening there or there and wherever else you are around the globe, on the face of the earth. We know there are people listening everywhere, and we thank you for listening. So we're on, whatever time it is now, wherever you are, that's when we're on. Now you can just fill in that blank on your own. We have a great Facebook page in, on, on to which we don't post a lot, we don't bombard you. But after every show, a few hours or so after every show, you will find a list of the songs that we played, the Israeli music songs that we played. Many of them are brand new. We debut them here. We've debuted some songs that have gone on to be major hits. We put the links to the YouTube videos of the songs that we play, the playlist. Plus, if there are any other uh, articles or interviews or anything of interest that we cite during the show, we try to put on a link to that. Please, by all means, do... Take a look and give a like. Like our page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. One word, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And tell your friends to do the same if they haven't yet. Additionally, liking any post is also helpful in the way, in the, in the crazy way that Facebook operates. The more activity that there is on a particular uh, area, the more exposure they're going to give it. So, if you're there anyway, if you don't mind just giving a like to any post that we have up there, unless you really hate it, in which case we don't want you to like it, but um, assuming that you like it, that will be very helpful. Wow, we have some interesting stuff coming up. We'll focus on the devastation that is taking place in southern Israel. It is shocking that this is not a bigger story. In Israel and in the United States, around the world... The uh, Hamas has been conducting, several weeks now, a continuing terrorist attack using fire. The most primitive of elements and the most primitive of weapons, sending kites that have uh, incendiary devices on them over the fence, dropping them on fields and burning down thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of uh, farmland, of nature reserves, just think about the people who own this farmland, who have spent all their time during the last year cultivating and so forth, how they're losing everything, and nobody seems to care. Why? Why? Because the Jews are getting hurt, and it's not the Jews hurting somebody? We'll talk about that at length. We have other stuff to tell you about, and we hope that you will stay with us. You can, of course, download this program or tell your friends who are interested in listening to it. You can download it at any time, listen at any time. You can put it into your phone or device via the Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available free. You can download it when you're in a Wi-Fi area, free Wi-Fi. Download the show into your phone and then listen to it on the road. And it doesn't cost you any data or anything like that. 
We continue with our um, slow and inspirational three weeks music segments. This is uh, Kol Achai from their album Hashkifa. It's the title track. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Ahai, composition by Yitzhak Goldschmidt. That song was written back in 1991 in a sealed room during the first Gulf War when the fear was that um, there would be chemical weapons raining down on Israel. And I thought about it as um, we now have the fear of fire raining down on Israel. Um, we don't have a video clip for Ashkifa, so I don't have a link to uh, put on our playlist. You can uh, purchase it off of their website for, uh, I think it's 99 cents, kolachai.com, K-O-L-A-C-H-A-I.com. Uh, album is Hashkifa, and that's the title track. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. So, um, Nadav Haetzni is a commentator, writer for Israel's, um, I think he writes in Israel Hayom, that he has a great Facebook um, um, presence, and he posts all his writings there. And this is where I saw this article, which um, I translated for the show so that I could read it to you because I found it to be a really solid, sane look at what's happening and question of what is happening in, uh, in Israel's south. Yesterday, so uh, we, we spoke at the beginning of the show about the devastation that's taking place already for weeks, these kites that are sent over the border fence, they couldn't dig under anymore, right? They dug the terror tunnels, but Israel found a way around that. Now they're flying kites over the fence and just burning fields. It's evil, evil for evil's name. Evil's for evil's sake. They get nothing by it other than creating destruction for Israel. Can you imagine? Can you imagine for a second if any Western country would do that? If Israel would do that? Burn thousands and thousands of acres of field, of food, of wildlife, of forest. Where are they? I've asked this before. Where are all the organizations who care about the environment? who yell and scream and shout about global warming and the environment and the smog and all the... Where are they? When tens of thousands of acres, thousands of acres, maybe tens of thousands, 30,000 dunam, I didn't uh, do the calculation again today. An area the size of the city of Petah Tikva, can you imagine? Burnt wildlife, dead, food, that had yet not been reaped from the fields. Burnt. What about all the food organizations that are advocating on behalf of the starving people? Why aren't they saying anything? Nobody says anything. But Nadava Etzni is pointing the finger 
to another place. He's pointing the finger inward, accusing the government of Israel, the military of Israel, of apathy maybe? I don't know. I'm going to read to you parts of this article which uh, I translated. Hopefully I did it in a way that is um, that keeps the ideas that he's trying to make. The country, he says, is up in flames and Israel's government is reacting like the Jews of the shtetl in Europe. I don't think there's a bigger insult that you can lay on a modern Zionist then you are like a bunch of Jews in the shtetl. Brought to mind, to me, it brought to mind this song that you may be familiar with. So for those of us who don't understand Yiddish, including me, although I can sort of make out the basic gist of the words, Esbrent, Brüderlach, it's burning. Unser Orem Shtetl, our poor little shtetl, our poor little town, Nebuch, Brent. Furious winds blow, breaking, burning, and scattering. Un ihr steht und guckt, sich mit verlegeter Hent. And you stand around and look with folded arms. That's quite a statement. Israel today, says Nadav HaEsni, acts just like those unfortunate Jews who had no army, no state, no real ability to defend themselves. Right? That's, that's exactly what these songs are about. And there are, there are others. Even though we, says Nadav HaEsni, have everything that those in the shtetl act. We watch the fires continue unabated and the arsonists burning thousands of acres of fields of grain and wheat. Like the song, we stand around with our arms folded and we watch and we weep. Although there are two differences between us and the Jews of the shtetl, both of them are in their favor. The leadership in the Galut were more modest. 
they didn't throw around threats which had no coverage. And in the shtetl they tried to maintain some level of self-respect. Something that the Israeli government seems to have given up on a long time ago. It turns out that while the founders of the state of Israel accused others of having a gullus mentality, the real gullus mentality is now driving Israel's policies. Wow. On an average day, writes Nadav Etzni, on an average day, dozens of fires burn our land and scorch our soul. It comes from the West, from Gaza, via a most primitive weapon, kites. And the great Israeli army stands with drooping shoulders, looking at Gaza. The Gaza we supposedly disengaged from in 2005. And they pray for the best. The town's firefighters are deployed along the border, alongside many soldiers and volunteers, and everybody's looking to the sky, waiting, waiting, doing nothing, no initiative, waiting idly by for the next fire. Last Tuesday, he writes, fields in Niram, Sapir College, Nativa Asara, and more, too many to keep track of, went up in smoke. Entire nature reserves, including the plants, the animals, were all eaten by the fires of Aza. Restaurants, family businesses, orchards and groves, countless trees planted over the decades by those who made the desert bloom. Gone. Countless settlements, planting, sowing, creating. Everything is abandoned. As if the government was mafkir them, we would say. As if the government made them hefker. Up in flames. Worlds have evaporated. And we are silent. And then he goes on to talk about the two groups in Israel that should be looked at, who we should be pointing fingers at. Not we, those in Israel, of course, not those who are in America. We have no right to point fingers at anyone. The military and the political. Our senior military personnel float a few empty threats toward Hamas. But mostly, the IDF is busy warning and threatening, alerting, cautioning us, us, the Israelis. The IDF warns against a public atmosphere that could push Israel to order them to strike at the enemy. They mutter something about lawyers and international law that we dare not think about re-entering Gaza, talking in hushed voices that the South will just need to quote-unquote absorb those attacks so that the IDF can be prepared for the threat in the North as they spread horror scenarios. It's as if the IDF leadership, he writes, has totally lost it. 
We'll take a musical break and we'll come back to the rest of the article which discusses the political aspect of this. Ptach Libcha, a song that was written in memory of the three young men who were kidnapped and murdered four years ago, just around this time, that was the beginning of Tzuk Eitan, the latest battle in Gaza, which I don't know what it did, really. Didn't, didn't, didn't seem to make anybody on the other side afraid of us. So Ptach Libchan, the video, you should see the video. The, the video of this is gorgeous, and we're going to post it, as we say, later on. The video is really moving. This is a, a combination of different Israeli artists and, and Avram Fried, so Kobe Aflalo, David Broza, Ishai Ribo, Yonatan Razel, Avram Fried, and David Daor. Did I say Kobe Aflalo wrote it? No, David Daor wrote it. Um, sorry if I said that. I got that wrong. The uh, it's composed by David Daor, and the lyrics are by him and by Shlomo Ilan uh, Katz. We pray to God, open your heart toward your children. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Because I'm a 
Do yourself a favor and watch the video on YouTube. It'll, uh, it'll whip your kishkas out. We're, uh, we're focusing today on an article by Nadav Etzni in which he expresses the frustrations of an Israeli who is seeing the happenings on the border with Aza and uh, asks some very important questions that uh, we are echoing here through the article. So, he spoke about the lack of leadership on the part of the military, and truthfully, the leadership really has to come from the um, executive branch, from the government, and then now he gets to them, the political part, the politicians. The prime minister threatened, he says, that, quote, if the Gaza leadership choose escalation... They will pay an unbearable price, end quote. Like one of those great um, threats that he spoke about earlier. That at least in the Gullus we didn't make these wild threats and then not come through with them. Is it still not clear to Benjamin Netanyahu what they have chosen, the Gaza leadership? The attacks on the fence, the fires, is that not escalation? What is it? A message of peace? 
What about Defense Minister Victor Lieberman, the king of empty threats? Where is he? Suddenly he went silent. And in contrast to Israel's leadership, the Hamas leaders, they, they're, not, they're, they're not afraid. Despite their weakness, I mean, comparing their ability on the battlefield to Israel's theoretic ability on the battlefield, despite that weakness, they have no problem threatening Israel and carrying out their threats. Fire will be met by fire. So if Israel bombs a Hamas terror center, Hamas will bomb Israel, will send rockets, or fire, real fire. Continues Nadav Etzni, we have the most advanced technology in the world. We can see every detail of what's happening in Aza. Who does what and when they're doing it? We can prevent almost every kite and fire, but somehow we are paralyzed. Paralyzed by the fear of what the world will say. Paralyzed by the fear of Israel's radical left. Paralyzed by ourselves. The military elite is poisoned, excuse the expression, by a feeling of self-castration. They devote the bulk of their time explaining why not to do anything. The civilian leadership is afraid to lead, to determine, to carry out what is imposed on a government in every society to protect its citizens. This is not the case with a sovereign state. A society that has healthy mechanisms of life and self-respect does not act this way. This is how a nation collapses. In fact, continues Nadav Etzni, in fact, everyone knows what needs to be done. The military and the executive branch know the answer. It's to hit the Hamas leadership, its installations, its governance, We need to hurt the enemy until it's destroyed, it surrenders, or is totally defeated. I'm sorry, I said until it is destroyed. I I read wrong. Until it is deterred, it surrenders, or is totally defeated. But our leaders are chicken. And for some reason, the earth is not shaking. Meaning, there is no... (laughs) funny that he used that expression because now the earth in Israel is shaking there needs to be an earthquake from from underneath of of the rank and file of of the average person in Israel who should be shouting and screaming there are no demonstrations in front of the general staff and the southern command there are no protest vigils in front of the prime minister's office and the minister of defense what does this silence this across-the-board apathy mean? And he ends with the question, has Israel lost its will, its resolve to live? That is a scathing article by Nadav Etzni, And I thought I should share it with you. And uh, we'll have some more thoughts on that coming up after um, El Chayrefua <clears throat> this is a relatively new song. It's called Magasha Kesef. It's a new, uh, a new version of the song. Magasha Kesef was written by Nathan Alterman back in 
1947-48 about the soldiers who fought and died and who were the silver tray, if you will, upon which the state of Israel was presented to the world and to the Jewish people. Classic uh, Israeli poem that is probably known by definitely everybody of the previous generation. El Chayrifua with a new version of that. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. El Chai Rifua is the name of the artist. Magasha Kesef is the name of the song. 
My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for making us a part of your week. Towards the end of the week, Rosh Chodesh Av. We will not be here next week. That's the break we take. And then we'll be back the day after Tisha B'Av. It's really Yud Aleph Av because Tisha B'Av is a, a Nidche. So after discussing everything that we just talked about, I found it I don't know what to say, hypocritical, ironic, whatever, that on yesterday's news from Israel, on our Witch news, after they told us about everything else in the world, then they went, then they finally got to the South, they covered briefly President Rivlin's visit to the Yishuvim that are being affected, Yishuvei Otef Azah, those Yishuvim that surround Azah. This is the 10-second soundbite that they played of President Rivlin yesterday as he watched, as he saw, was presented the devastation that these fires have caused. Really? Am Yisrael kulo itchem? Well, maybe, maybe belevu v'nefesh. Not b'ma'asim, not in action. Maybe they think about you. Maybe they feel for you. But they're not doing anything for you. It's just words, 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 empty words. And so as we make our way toward Tisha B'Av, Tavshin Ayin Chet, I think about how the Romans burnt the Beit HaMikdash. We, the Jews, we didn't have a chance in the world to win a war against what was then the mightiest army, the world's superpower of its time, the Roman Empire. There were those who lived in a dream world thinking we can win. And very quickly they were proven wrong. But at the end, at the end, all we could do was watch the flames and weep. And weep we've done well for almost 2,000 years. Today, Israel is a military superpower. And it's backed by the United States, which is the superpower. And yet we don't believe in ourselves to the extent that we allow our enemies to burn our homeland with simple kites and we can still only stand by, watch the flames and weep. שכל רואה ורואה יש לו ניגון מיוחד משלו דע לך שכל עשר ועשר יש לו שירה מיוחדת משלו ומשירת העשבים נעשה ניגון Shall 
Singing uh, the Naomi Shemer classic, Shirat Hasavim, based on the words and the ideas of uh, Rib Nachman of Breslov. I was listening recently to a lecture, a recording of a lecture given by a good friend of mine, Rabbi Jay Kelman of Toronto. He heads up an organization, heads up with, with others, he held, heads up an organization called Torah in motion they do great work up there and they have a great website where you can find um, a lot of lectures on the very topics in Judaism really from uh, the most uh, up to date issues that are being discussed in our community to Tanakh and Machshava and um, um, Professor Mark Shapiro has um, a lot of lectures there, uh, biographies of uh, great rabbis across the centuries. It's it's a fascinating and worthwhile um, website to go to. Torah, T-O-R-A-H, in motion, dot O-R-G. One word, Torah, with an H at the end, in motion, dot O-R-G. Sign up. If there's a place there to say how you heard about it, tell them. Uh, the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. I'm sure Jay will be happy to hear that. So he pointed something out, which I never thought of, but is uh, very appropriate. We, uh, Where do we find the stories of the Churban, of the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash and the Jewish sovereignty or, or presence in the land of Israel? The famous story of Kamtsa or Bar Kamtsa, where, where do we find them? 
in the Talmud? And the answer is that they're in Masechet Gitin, the Masechet that deals with divorce. Why, in heaven's name, were they put there? And the answer, says Rabbi Kelman, is that that's what the Churban was. The Churban was God divorcing us. God had enough. I want out. Not forever, because God doesn't leave us forever. Because we have a promise that we he will always come back. And if we need any proof of that, just look at the last two generations. How after the Holocaust, which was the biggest, if you will, divorce ever, God brought us back to the land of Israel and showed us miracles like we've never seen before in the past few thousand years. And in the same way, points out Rabbi J. Kalman, many of the items in which Chazal talk lovingly about the land of Israel with passion, with yearning are in Masechet Ketuvot the Masechet that has to do with the contract, the marriage contract because our love of Eretz Yisrael comes from that contract of marriage that we have with God and as long as both sides keep to the marriage contract they wouldn't need to come to the divorce and the things that were talked about in Masachet Gitin never heard that before I thought it was very nice and happy to share it with you Rabbi J. Kelman TorahInMotion.org sign up there's a lot of free lectures that you can download a lot appropriate for this period of time of the year and of course if you want to donate you can donate and you could um, purchase other on-air on-site lectures from TorahInMotion.org I'm going to close out with um, Ariel Horowitz and Alna Harot Bavel song written by his mother Naomi Shember but first we say thank you for listening Thanks to all our Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports. And then Novik now with Jake Novik. He's going to be talking about the upcoming announcement of President Trump's Supreme Court nominee. The decision of who he will nominate for the Supreme Court, which is going to be tonight. He'll discuss that with you. And then the great... Monday music marathon appropriate for this time of year, the three weeks until not next Monday, two Mondays from now, immediately following JM in the AM. This is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh no, they're just running in a different race.